Are you a crypto investor and worried about filing your taxes? Have you already filed your taxes and feeling a little unsure about things? Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and in this video, we are going to explore crypto tax reporting with Lorenzo Abatiello, an expert and industry leader in cryptocurrency tax and crypto tax planning. If you'd like to see more content like this, where we interview professionals in the cryptocurrency world to help us on our crypto journey, let me know by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and clicking the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest content. Lorenzo holds a dual major in accounting and financial market regulation from the University of Albany in New York, deemed one of America's top colleges by Forbes. He earned his master's degree in accounting and business from Long Island University in New York and has worked with big accounting firms like KPMG as a senior auditor working with complex companies in telecom, healthcare, and more. Following that, he pursued entrepreneurial ventures, opening up his own business, and was recruited into private equity consulting for Deloitte, working on special projects for Cushman and Wakefield. In 2016, Lorenzo became an industry expert in blockchain technology, advising firms and clients on the crazy world of cryptocurrency taxation. His clients include a wide range of people and entities in the crypto realm, from individuals like you and I, crypto-specific businesses, NFT projects, DeFi projects, blockchain software developers, DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, charities, and trusts. This video is part one of our interview with Lorenzo, where we talk about what everyone should consider doing right now as crypto investors looking to file our taxes or who are already feeling wary about taxes we filed, as well as the basic concepts we should understand as investors and stay mindful of throughout the rest of this year. Awesome. So let's explore crypto tax reporting with Lorenzo, a certified public accountant that can actually give us financial advice. Hello, Lorenzo. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about cryptocurrency tax reporting. Awesome. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about you and how you got into crypto? Absolutely. Yeah. So so I get back. I got into the into crypto around 2016. One of my clients, they came to me. They had this pretty significant amount of money all offshore, and they started to get a little bit nervous. That the IRS was starting to talk about crypto at the time. A lot of ICOs in 2016, 17. A lot of just people getting in trouble, and a lot of scams started really happening around then. He's like, I have money overseas. That was a big issue. And he's like, Lorenzo. I've called a bunch of accounting firms. No one even knows the word crypto. No one knows anything about it. I need you to learn this stuff. So help me out. So do your research. So we filed an amendments. We brought everything you know clean on the books, starting from 2016. He's like, Lorenzo, I'm happy. Feel a lot better. He said, I have, I have ten other friends in the same situation. Can you help them out too? <laughs> so little by little, it started to grow. It, this this message needs to be put out more and and. and to educate people more on this because there's just really there honestly is not enough professionals in the crypto space yeah in fact whenever i started getting into crypto as well my accountant said hey i'll do everything but i'm not doing this so i had to find somebody else to do just that portfolio kind of analysis and i was surprised like hey it's like just because hey you're an accountant but this stuff is coming so Step one is get the crypto calculation done so we can look underneath the hood and diagnose the problem. And we'll do that and be subcontracted out in many instances just to do the calc. Honestly, you know, Casey, if someone has a business and they've been working with someone for 15 years, 10 years, even, and they have a good relationship with that person, 
and they know their business inside and out, I think that's an asset. I wouldn't want to replace that person. Let us help you with the crypto part and get that taken care of and have that security blanket too, knowing that someone's at your back. I forget something happens. We're here to help you. And we're trying to do it the yeah. best possible in the rules that are given to us. And we've created our own standards. All right, so regardless of whether you have already filed your taxes, you are about to file your taxes, or you need help with filing taxes, what is an important thing people should know? And how are you handling your current clients in 20, for the 2021 tax filings? I think the, the one thing that you really need to think of, the extension is your friend. If you're unsure right now, file your taxes as is with the extension. And we're doing this with a lot of clients with very complicated situations. And even ones like we're, who are get, get, get close to the deadline, you're just unsure. Instead of not filing your taxes, file an extension. Put everything in. You're going to see what the rules are coming. I mean, like the staking rules right now are a little unclear. NFTs, a little unclear. So let's take the game of patience. Have patience and file it without penalties because you got to file something. File the extension. And that's one of the words of wisdom I give to anyone who's just really feeling really nervous about this because this is an industry-wide problem. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling nervous, don't be, don't, to cancel that out is extend. Give yourself enough, buy yourself another six months. And I think, is it April 18th the deadline for 2022? Not the 15th. This year. Yeah, well, it's because the 15th's on a Friday and they don't like to do that, so you close it out for the Monday. So you, you want to talk about a little bit the trends you've been seeing in just like hearing from other professionals or other people within the industry? What, what are they thinking right now as far as what's coming up? with maybe new regulations or can something just come out of nowhere and surprise us all? What, what do you think? And what, what do you have your finger on the pulse a little bit more for the accounting world? Honestly, I thought that we would have heard something by now, a little bit more direct on, on the stance of the United States. I think this whole Russia situation put a little bit of a pause on it. Um, but they're, they're speaking and they're talking about regulation. It's coming. It's not, don't be, it's not wishy-washy about it. This is, this is coming and they will put their direct stance on how the United States wants to handle cryptocurrency. But currently right now, I think it's more related, less on taxes, ironically, and more on, you know, essential bait currency, uh, how are they going to handle stable coins, fraud, money laundering. They're tackling those issues with a lot more concentration than the taxes. I, I really feel they're keeping the taxes pretty simple. They have You have a box. You're going to check that box. You're going to tell them that you have crypto. You're in a category. If you don't check that box, you're in another category. It's as simple as that. That already separates people. And now going forward for next year, they know already these people, we're going to look at them a little closer. It, it sounds so crazy, but like to, uh, to kind of demyth it and not be as complicated as people think, but really it's that simple. And then they also have uh, blockchain analytics software that reads wallets and creates mm -hmm. a risk score. So if you have a higher risk score, depending on the wallets, and they can trace it back to you, you're probably going to get audited. So when people are working in the DeFi space, and you know a lot of people, this is a big misconception, oh, I'm in DeFi, I don't have to pay taxes. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but once you start connecting centralized exchanges to, to this DeFi wallets that are like digital cash and safes, and you start connecting it to centralized wallets, you have now a paper trail. And 
these blockchain analytics softwares can then go and read that connected to you and and now i don't want to say you're compromised but but that's it's the truth and if yeah. you're doing quote-unquote risky transactions if you're doing working on exchanges or offshore you're you're dealing with you know gambling like these are unknown wallets and they know what are unknown wallets one of the things i'm also seeing is i'm seeing a lot more businesses getting involved in crypto like the construction company, the realtors, the guys that are the developers, mostly that. And that's where it's really interesting because real estate people are saying, oh, wow, the market's high right now. Where mm -hmm. can I find yield? So we are having a more adoption, which is great. Also, I think a lot of people fail to realize the onboarding and offboarding of crypto is essentially, hey, you don't just magically have Bitcoin. At some point, you used your dollars, probably, in a centralized, through a centralized exchange. And from there, there's a trail. And whenever you get out, when you want to take your profits, when you need to pay your bills, when you want to, you know, maybe invest in stocks or diversify into property, there it is, that's the end. So you started on this journey with a centralized exchange whenever with your dollars, and then you, at the end of the day, get out of the dollars. But once you get your dollars in, it's so easy to, to figure out what you've done. And I think people think it's not that easy, but the nature of blockchain and then also the incentives that the IRS has to, you know, get their their owed money. Um, it can be scary if they go after you. That's why it can get complicated very, very fast, but it also can stay simple very, very fast. So if you have, we see this a lot with Binance, right? Binance International mm -hmm. was closed down. It's very difficult to get that CSV. You used to be able to yep. email them and ironically, they actually answer you when you actually type in that help box. And you say, hey, yeah. you know, I want to get my CSV. And they would unlock the account. We go in, you can take three months at a time and, they, and they'd let you take it out. Lately, mm -hmm. they're not even letting you do that unless you have money that was still in Binance International. So wow. what do you do? I mean, what do you do with these people? So at that point, it's, my partner loves to say this, it's like accounting Sudoku. You're right. Mm -hmm. Tally it, what did you put in? It's not hard. Mm -hmm. No. Go into the crypto software, go into your Coinbase, wherever your centralized exchanges, deposits, add it all up. It's not hard. Yep. Big yeah. Excel sheet, right? So you do that, you find out what's taken out, and then what's the value of everything that's in this realm? Mm -hmm. Simple algebra at that point. So there is, that's like the base, right? That's like if, if you really don't have the information and you're unclear like that's where really it starts if, if no one's giving you the right stuff first of all whenever we get into crypto the first step is buying so let's talk about when we're buying crypto fiat to crypto then crypto to crypto when we're buying what is taxable within the buying aspect of investing in crypto you want to say in the pure sense buying technically isn't a taxable event if i bring money it's how about we go through a life cycle of a transaction using examples to explain things and analogies and whatnot so Cool. Let's say Coinbase is your on ramp. You deposit money into Coinbase. So you deposit 10,000 to Coinbase. And then you go and you buy Bitcoin. So I've minus fees. You know, let's just, just let's not even talk about fees. Let's say I have 10,000 Bitcoin. That's not a taxable event. Just purchased it with my cash to go. Let's say I go and I send that Bitcoin to KuCoin. And now I'm in KuCoin and I swap that Bitcoin for 
Actually, let's use Ethereum because I think it's a little bit better of a swap example. Let's say I use it, I buy 10,000 of Ethereum and then I send it over to MetaMask and then I swap that Ethereum for Shiba. That's a taxable event. A crypto to crypto swap is considered a taxable event. Now, what happens in that sense, right? If you, if that 10,000 that you sent, let's say you waited a few days, okay? So you waited a few days, you're in MetaMask, the price of Ethereum went from 2,500 to 3,000. You're gonna pay a gain when you swap it because you're effectively almost selling the Ethereum and then buying the Shiba. That's how it's like handled from a, from a tax standpoint. You see it on the tax form, you see the swap being a taxable event. So it's a big misconception. People don't think that, that that's a taxable event. So and on the contrary, if let's say Ethereum was at 2,500 and now it's 2,000, that's a loss. You actually write a loss down on your books for the year. So effectively, the short answer buying is not a taxable event, but when you buy and end up swapping to purchase a specific token, that could potentially lead to a taxable event. So when we buy, we can buy however much we want, whenever we want. So we can DCA dollar cost average into crypto. Buy, 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 buy as many times as you want or as least amount of times as you want. That's not taxable. The moment that you use the crypto that you bought and exchange it for another crypto, the difference in the value of the currency at the time of purchase and at the time of swap is a taxable event, either a loss or a gain. All right, so what about holding? There's a lot of people, they're asking, hey, what if I bought crypto and I transferred it to my cold storage hardware wallet to hold, but I've never sold anything? Is transferring the crypto around to hold are there any tax implications? You know, technically there's not because it's internal transaction. However, this is a huge, huge problem when calculating taxes for clients. In the tax software, if you do not connect those wallets, a lot of people think, oh, I put it in a ledger. I don't need to connect the ledger. If you do not connect it, and you sent money from one wallet to another wallet and you did not connect them in the tax softwares, it thinks that you sent it to a random or a, a, a different one, ex, a not connected wallet. So what does it think you did? It thinks that you either bought a product, purchased a service, sent it to a friend. All those three events are taxable events. And that is a huge error that we see that we need to fix. So it's a big problem right now. And a lot of people don't realize it. It scares people when they go into the tax office. Well, this is a really good lesson that if you're moving around money and you're like, wow, why is this tax software not reading the right answers? Look at your sends. Because your sends might have incorrectly resulted in capital gains. So, and I'll leave on this one too, is what do you do at that point? In the software, what I do is I write a note because it's a manual adjustment. You have to edit it and say it's an internal transaction. I say, this is an internal transaction that incorrectly resulted in capital gains, save. So now, God forbid something happens, you have a note and record retention of why you adjusted that transaction. So yes, the accounting software, whenever transactions are happening, if it doesn't know where this crypto came from, it's going to assume that it is income. It's not, but if you had it in your own personal wallet and you transferred it to your ledger, but only your ledger's connected to the software and it just sees, hey, $10,000 came from I don't know where, that's why people are seeing 
huge capital gains taxes that they, they actually don't have to pay or they don't owe because it was an internal transfer. But these the software isn't smart enough to really, you know, help people understand that. And it's a big problem. It's one of the one of the first things I look at when if someone sends me a file, it's one of the first things I look at. I go when I sort by highest capital gains and I can already see you, know, you got you got eighty thousand in an incorrect transaction. I mean that's a lot of money for someone yeah. just to like to knock off. And and I've seen you know these numbers they add up. Even oh, if you're sure. a thousand bucks, even a few thousand dollars, you know, you do five of them, that's ten grand, you know, twenty five percent tax bracket, that's twenty five hundred dollars that you just would have paid extra for for no yep. reason. Yeah, I think unfortunately a lot of people will use these um, automated tax softwares themselves, not have it looked at by an accountant and pay more than they would have for probably five years, ten years of accounting services. Yeah, it's true. And then or or on the contrary, they see they get scared and they don't file and then they get penalties and they get interest and you know now they're on the radar and it's like just take it like I said, always have patience. It goes back to what we first spoke about, right? Is, is yeah. have patience on this because it is complicated. This is an industry-wide problem, and we're everyone's working to fix it. Like these softwares, none of them are have solved every single problem. We're going to see this sure. adopt and change over the years, and we're already talking to several accounting softwares that we're going to be beta testers for to really do this like much more efficiently, clean, and and ones specifically for the personal and then the corporate. You're starting to see there's a differentiate there's different because there's different work for each. And if you need a cryptocurrency tax software solution to make these initial calculations, a simple and easy solution that makes this daunting task simpler and easier is CryptoTrader.tax. CryptoTrader.tax at the time of this video is still CryptoTrader.tax. However, they are rebranding very soon to their new name Coin Ledger. So make sure you scroll down to the description area below to access the correct and official site or feel free to use the QR code displayed on the screen, as we will keep the links up to date for you while they finish up their rebrand efforts. I personally started using them to aid in my cryptocurrency tax reporting and intend to hand it over to my CPA for processing. Let's explore why I chose them over competitors and why I think this is a great service we can all benefit from immensely as cryptocurrency investors during this tax season. Out of all the crypto tax reporting services out there, CryptoTrader was by far the easiest, fastest, and most efficient solution that I came across. And one of the best aspects of their services is that you don't have to pay upfront. You can start calculating your taxes instantly without any obligations and without having to provide a credit card. So you can use their platform for free. You can import all of your transactions and see your complete gains and losses overview for free. And you only have to pay if you want to physically download and file your tax reports. So once you've gone through their simple four-step process, you get the tax forms you need to instantly file yourself, upload to a TurboTax or similar, or hand off to an accountant. Cool, back to Lorenzo. So I had a question from somebody. They said, is there a difference between holding on an exchange versus holding on your own wallet? Does it make a difference tax-wise when buying and holding? It does not, it does not. So if you're holding on an exchange, on a wallet, it, from a tax standpoint, it makes no difference. You know, Got it. For you, for the person, I mean, that's more of a, I guess, even preference, security, you know, for security purposes, uh, for organization purposes. There's, there's other factors, I would say, what would determine why to hold on an exchange 
or wallet, but for tax purposes, if you're holding on holding, no difference. So another question somebody had about buying and holding as the crypto increases or decreases in value as they hold it, is any of that taxable? Nothing is taxable unless a taxable event occurs. You can go from $100 to $5 million, not do a thing that goes all the way back to $1 to $10, then you didn't, nothing would have happened. You have not have to pay a dollar in gains or lose any money. It's when you, there's a difference. If someone doesn't know this, and you're confused on this question, I would have you say, look up unrealized gains versus realized gains. And those are the terms that you really need to get familiar with to understand what's taxable and not taxable. So I would, if this question is, is, is something you don't understand, that's where I would start, is what is unrealized versus realized in capital gains. Let's go into selling. So selling is absolutely where taxable activity happens, a lot of taxable activity. So let's start first. Um, a lot of people ask, hey, when I take crypto profits or even losses and I take it into stable coins instead of cash, is that taxable? Anytime you sell, it's a taxable event. So if you're taking profits from your crypto and then turning it into stable coins, is that what you're asking? Yeah, so the distinction is a lot of people ask like, hey, if I'm buying selling crypto, a lot of people are under the misconception like, if I connect it to my bank account and I take the cash into my bank, is that the only taxable thing? Because otherwise, if I'm staying in stable coins or if I stay within crypto or stay within the same network, all that activity, does that count as not taxable? Anytime you sell, it's a taxable event. I don't care if you stay in crypto, in a different network, in the same network, you sell something, transfer, so like a swap, you buy a service, you buy a good, you send money to a friend. And the biggest misconception like we spoke about before is the swap. When you go from one type of token to the next type of token with the swap, that's a taxable event. And so the whole idea, this misconception, if I didn't bring it and turn it into fiat, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I really, what I would say for to step one, if you're concerned about how much capital gains you owe or if you owe taxes, I say step one is get onto that crypto tax software and look and see what your capital gains are. That is step one. Before you go and start bringing yourself into all these different scenarios, that's where you start. Yeah, for sure. So how can, can you tell us how we can contact you and stay in touch? Uh, We're Origins Group as a firm. You know, my personal brand is LorenzoCPA.com, LorenzoTax.com, sorry. Uh, And Origins Group is our firm that I have Mm -hmm. partners. And you can reach me at info at LorenzoTax.com. That would be my personal direct email you can reach me at. And you can go over to LorenzoTax.com. And I actually do a free 15-minute consultation with the team. So if you do have questions, we are here to answer them for you. And if you want some more information about our services and how we can work together, uh, we do offer our, our work with Generally, I'd love to spend my time with uh, with families. You know, I love how the business has evolved. You're working with so many people who've accumulated wealth, and you know, you're working with these families on not only growing it but maintaining it. And then mm-hmm. on the corporate side, which is nice, we work with a lot of projects. And it's fun because we the projects that we work with that are you know new and, and coming out, we'll actually present those opportunities to our individual investors to give them the opportunity to get involved and help and 
and invest in our corporate projects that we work with. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, one hand washes the other. It's really, we kind of mm -hmm. call it like a, it's a family office structure. And so that's really how we handle our business. And it, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, a really cool ride, really exciting future. And, you know, really looking forward to, to work and help, help out a lot of more people over the years. Well, Lorenzo, thank you so much for helping us explore the crazy, complicated world of crypto taxes. It's not it's a little complicated, but it's getting there. <laughs> All right, everyone, be sure to check out Lorenzo's contact information in the description area below to access his correct and official sites. Sweet. So that was part one of our interview with Lorenzo, exploring crypto tax reporting basics and learning about the importance of filing an extension while we await further clarification from regulators. In the rest of our interview, we dive into more complex topics like gifting crypto, DeFi activity, staking, NFTs, being scammed, losing access to our wallets, and much, much more. So be sure to check it out. If you would like a free 15-minute consultation with Lorenzo, please make sure to scroll down to the description area below or feel free to use the QR code displayed on the screen to get started. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you enjoyed the content, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest videos. So what did you think of the interview? Are you feeling more at ease about crypto tax reporting? Are you going to file an extension? Why or why not? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.